talk about a dream. On one day, I heard how Springsteen lyrics brought two brothers together, made a wife and kids cry, and kept a COVID patient alive. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. First, the brothers and the tears. In our last episode, Mark chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Growing Up that described his brother Steve as the key to his universe. The old parked car to me is Bruce and my brother. He's my best friend. I get a little misty as I talk about it that he is easily one of the most important human beings in my world. With that, it was Steve's turn to write to me, and he was speechless. He wrote, I think my wife and kids are still crying. Well, there's the power of lyrics. Say, have you entered our drawing yet for the cool book, Renegades, Born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama? Listen till the end of this episode to hear how you can win. I think this episode is another winner. Let's meet Jeff, who chose that one lyric from a Springsteen song, that not only has another life on this tour, but helped Jeff survive 39 days in the ICU, deathly ill with COVID. Hey, Jeff, thanks for joining me. How are you today? I'm great, Ted. Glad to be here. You had written that you devoured every episode in one sitting? Seriously? Well, it's easy to do when you love Bruce and you do such a great job, Ted, in bringing the stories out. So it becomes enveloping. I just love your podcast. Well, thank you, Jeff. What was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? I was 11 years old and it was Born to Run. Started out with a big one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 11 years old, Born to Run? I mean, I was listening to Killing Me Softly and the Jackson 5 back then. What were you doing with Springsteen at 11? Well, growing up on Long Island, it's just, it's Springsteen country. There were older kids on the street that were into him, and I was curious, and we bought Born to Run, and it's been off to the races ever since. Love the album. I didn't really understand the lyrics at that point, but I just love the, the power of the rock and roll. And the power is still going today, which is amazing. Sure is. So, Jeff, how many times have you seen Bruce? And I understand you had a chance to see him on this tour. I saw him in Orlando. Unlike some others that have been lucky to see him hundreds of times, I'm probably in the dozens of times. I've seen every tour, but I don't have the luxury of traveling around. I wish I did. But every show is different. And every time I see him, I think this is the best performance I have seen. And Orlando was the best performance I've seen. It's amazing because when you discover someone at 11 years old and they're still super relevant in your life at 58 years old, that is a really special artist and a really special relationship. And I know I'm not alone in that. And the music means different things to you as you grow older. It's become even more relevant to me pushing 60 than it was when I was a kid. And he's very inspiring. And to see him in his 70s, along with the band, bring in that power, that energy, that passion, it's just inspiring. It makes you want to go out and climb more mountains. So I need him more now than probably ever in my life. Let's talk about climbing a mountain. From what song did you choose that one lyric to talk about today? No Surrender. When I saw you wanted to talk about No Surrender, I thought, how timely, given the fact that it is the tour opener for many cities so far. 
What is it about that song that means so much to you? Well, that song I've always loved, but it was the song that got me through COVID, Ted. I had a serious bout in the summer of 2020. I spent 39 days in the ICU, and it was really touch and go for a great many of those days. And I kind of adopted that song as my survival song. So it means more to me now than it's ever meant. And it kind of got me through. I played that song in my room and in my head, and it helped to save me, literally. Wow. Well, Jeff, what a coincidence, right? It's your song, No Surrender. Now with this tour, members of the E Street Band are coming down with COVID and you had COVID. I mean, the coincidence is I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. You used to be mayor of Delray Beach, Florida. Years had gone by since you were mayor and you came down with COVID. But from what I'm reading, the community really came together. They, they had nightly prayer sessions for you, prayer time they designated that everybody was asked to go outside at nine o'clock and say a prayer for you. Seriously? Seriously. And you do your homework. I'm impressed. (laughs) That was an amazing circumstance. And I feel very blessed for that kind of support because it meant a lot to me. We were isolated. I didn't see my family or anybody really for almost 40 days. And to know that there were people out there pulling for you and praying for you It just meant the world to me. I think the song and the prayers and medical uh, miracle workers got me through. Well, you also had a miracle that Max Weinberg was reaching out to you during your recovery. How did that come about? How amazing is that, by the way? He's a super nice guy, and he and Becky moved into Delray Beach, and uh, we had a chance to meet and become friends, and I got to tour him around town and kind of show him some of the things in his new hometown. He's really interested in urban planning and cities. And he's such a cool guy. And when you pick him up in your car, you debate kind of, do you play street radio? Is that not cool? Oh, you put Buddy Rich or somebody on Who he loves. So during COVID, he reached out often with phone calls and text messages. And he just was so warm. That meant a lot to me. They tell you never to meet your heroes. Well, I met one of my heroes and he turned out to be even better than I would have imagined. Oh my gosh. What a great story. Uh, So many elements of no surrendering with you. I love that. So Jeff, tell me, what is that one lyric you picked to talk about from No Surrender? Well, now young faces grow sad and old and hearts of fire grow cold. We swore blood brothers against the wind. Now I'm ready to grow young again. I think as life goes on, the 50s are a poignant era because, you know, we're still young in our hearts and our mind, but our bodies start to look a little bit sad and old at times. And it just speaks to me that life kind of beats you down a little bit. And we really do need to kind of hold on to that spirit of youth, that spirit of resilience. So I think the song has everything in it. It's got romance, friendship, the power of rock and roll holding on to your dreams and your idealism because the world is going to beat you down. There's no way around that, and you have to hold on anyway. So that's kind of what spoke to me during COVID and post-COVID as I approach my 60s and watch Bruce and the band perform so amazingly well in their 70s. It's an inspiring lyric to me. You know, it really does bring us back to more vibrant youthfulness, right? That we're ready to grow young again. But 
But Jeff, it starts with now young faces grow sad and old. What, what do you think's going on with young faces growing sad and old? Do you, do you think it's just pessimism, you know, working hard, almost like Bruce talking about working on the, the assembly line and stuff? Well, what's your interpretation of young faces growing sad and old? I think it's all of those things, Ted. Life is hard. I mean, there's a lot of joy, but there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of love, and unfortunately, there's a lot of hatred. So as you accumulate years, I think your face can grow sad and old. It's easy to kind of get lost in some of the negativity that our society has these days. To me, that song urges me to fight against that. Don't succumb to that emotion, to keep forging forward. That's the key. We look at this song and listen to this song, and it's such a great anthem. It's a great tour opener. But that second line of hearts of fire growing cold, I'll confess to you, I haven't told anybody this. I almost feel like some of my hearts of fire have grown colder in the last three years. I say this as I have a love of my life, so much optimism into the future. She doesn't know this, but I'm going to propose to her this weekend. But still, Jeff, I do feel that there's a part of me where my fire has grown cold. And maybe it's just where we are politically, polarization. Mm-hmm. Maybe during COVID, we went into our bunkers and we've come out different people in a way. Any advice you have for me? I do. First of all, thanks for sharing that, Ted. And congratulations. I mean, that's really incredible thanks. news. And I could see how happy in your voice you are. I get while your heart, you may think that your heart is cold, but I don't think it is. I think the fact that you are ready to propose shows optimism in the future, shows faith in the future. You're capable of love and emotion uh, despite everything we've gone through. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it speaks to this song. You are not surrendering. You're ready to grow young again. Yeah, I guess. Oh my God, you're making me cry right now, Jeff. Uh, You know, good thing it's just me and you on this podcast that no one's listening. I I can just confess (laughs) to you the way that our guests confess. No, uh, that's very beautiful. We've been through a lot, all of us, politically, a pandemic. We're in a tough place right now. The music is so important to grasp onto, you know, especially with an artist that has been with us our whole lives. What's crazy right now, Jeff, is that when I was standing front row on opening night in Tampa and they launch into No Surrender, yeah, I was excited and everything, but I'm like, all right, I guess we're not going through the debate of ghosts versus burning train. And I've tried to reconcile, what, well, what was this about? And everybody's like, well, you got to listen to the lyrics. He's making a statement. He did make a statement by picking No Surrender. But right now, you just drilled it down for me in this therapy session <laughs> of why he chose No Surrender as a tour opener because of what we've been through for so many of these tough years. And what a talent that Bruce has to be able to not only share his heart, but to read his audience and to know where they are at a given moment. That may be his biggest talent among many. I mean, he's a great guitar player, a wonderful singer, great songwriter, but he knows where his audience is and what we need. Even if we can't verbalize it, he still delivers for us. And that's why I love him. That's why I'm passionate about his music. And I'm an evangelist for the Church of Springsteen. It's almost like another magic trick that he just performed by by opening with No Surrender. He knows where we are, even if we're not quite aware of it, what we need. Oh, my goodness. I have a theory as to why he knows, because he's been through these struggles. This is not a natural gift or a talent. 
he's worked hard every day to meet his audience where where we are by working through his own life, his own issues in his life. He has he's done the work and it's apparent. So in many ways, we're getting the best version of Springsteen than ever because he's he's evolved. And I follow a lot of the classic artists and he's the last one standing in many ways in terms of creating new music that still resonates. Yeah, so true. Jeff, this was an episode like no other. I've said before, I fall in love with every single one of my guests. You guys teach me so much. I really appreciate you being part of that one lyric, Jeff. I really appreciate you, Ted, and all that you do. And thank you for sharing the special news. And I wish you well. I feel like I've known you a long time. You know, just keep me posted on all things Ted because you got a friend and a brother in Delray. Well, thank you, Jeff. And we'll see whether some of this ends up on the cutting room floor (laughs) if I have the balls to keep it in this episode. Thanks so much. And next time you're here, let me know. I would love to see you in person. I think your podcast is not only entertaining and great, I think it's important because it's people sharing and it makes you feel good. And I'm listening to people that are of the same heart that I have. So it really, in a world that's gone cold, you're warming it up. So Ted, you're, you're doing great. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I'll see you in Delray. My brother lives there, so we'll have lunch. Count on it. I'm sure grateful for Jeff's advice, summed up in that one lyric from Springsteen's No Surrender. Oh, and I did pop the question. And when I went down on one knee, I used a Jackson Brown lyric from the song, Just Say Yeah. That was particularly charming. And she said yes. Also saying yes to this podcast was Cindy, who gave us five stars and wrote a wonderful review. This is a really engaging listen, she wrote, for all Springsteen fans. The lyric draws me into a song, and it's so cool to hear what lyric draws others in. Thank you, Cindy. By writing that review, you're automatically entered into a drawing for the book Renegades Born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama. I invite the rest of you to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review for your chance to win. Two things you can do to help spread the word about this podcast. Click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And please keep sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. Remember, music makes it all better. See you next time.
afraid to say yeah. 